Hello, listener. Duffy Henderson here, the host of the Asking for a Friend podcast, and just dropping in to let you know that this is part two of a two-part series on biblical counseling having to do with the ministry and the life of our church. The guests on this episode are Jared Haygood and Whitney Haygood, as well as Jason Rowland is my co-host. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that one before listening to this, as this is the second half of that conversation. We hope it's a blessing to you today and enjoy listening. Okay, well, let's let's kind of switch the, kind of close out the episode today. I, I would love for you to kind of be a little more speak freely, uh, just about uh, share with our church, um, those who would be listening, friends, family, just a little bit of an update about um, BBCC in the last three to four months, maybe this fall, um, and share with us some encouraging things, um, and share finally. And I'll just kind of open this up, and I'd like to close with some ways that our church can be praying for the ministry and ways that our church can continue to consider being involved in the ministry. So I don't know who, who wants to kind of kick that off. but Well, one of the things that I will say is that the last, I would say, three to four months, uh, Jared and Whitney have been able to um, be talk with, minister to a lot of counselees, and uh, that's been helpful. It's been good for uh, um, the counselee, obviously, but it's it's been beneficial to me personally because it's taken some of the load off of me, and it's, it's widened the ministry. They're a great team together. They're doing a great job. I appreciate both of them. They know that they have a lot of wisdom. They have the heart that would um, be geared toward helping uh, counselees. Uh, they're not infallible, and as you were saying, it's not because they are who they are. It's because the Word of God is used by them to help the one who is receiving the counsel. But uh, they've they've been great to be able to come alongside and help, and I think that that is continuing to grow. We've done a lot within our own congregation um, primarily. We do have the pamphlets out that describe the ministry at our school, at our um, um, in our judicial system, with the law enforcement. So we've got the word out there. Our people know about it. Um, there's places, uh, even at the gym or where I go to, our pamphlets are hanging on the bulletin board. And so there's word is, is uh, being able to to filter out there, but I think it's going to come more and more um, consistent as people realize that they're being helped. Their friends, their family members are being helped. And so it's going It'll to grow. It'll grow organically. Right. Sure, sure. Right. Jared, Whitney, do you have any anything? Uh, praise reports, encouraging things in the last few months. Y'all have been kind of boots on the ground for a little while here. I think um, one thing is we often feel out of our depth. When well, I'll usually try and get here a couple minutes early and go in Jared's office, and I uh, we pray because we're begging the Holy Spirit to lead us because, like you said, we really don't know. <laughs> we don't know um, how to help apart from what God can um, bring to our mind and and draw out of Scripture, and so um, we're pleading with God to always lead the counseling sessions and keep keep our own pride at bay because that's the most dangerous thing, and so. Um, I guess what's been encouraging is to watch it really work because I think there's this thought that 
even among uh, believing friends, um, if it comes up, I, I know they'll say, so you're, you're saying you just use scripture and you're, and that's all. But I think what they're thinking is the typical, why don't you just, here's this first. You can do all things you're through Christ. You're just throwing Bible yeah. at them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember from the last conference, they said, you, you want to really minister scripture, not prescribe it like a pill. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think it's been really encouraging to see that when you minister it, in other words, you lock arms and you can, you, you almost, you're, you're acknowledging your struggles as well. They don't feel like, uh, they're the weird one and you seek together what is, where is the truth and what's at the core of my nature and how is, how can I look more at Jesus, less at me? And, um, it really works. And that's so encouraging. It really does work. And I had somebody tell me yesterday, a counselee, um, whose marriage is difficult. We would not be together if it had not been for the counseling. Praise God. Praise God. So it works. Um, you know, just uh, Jared's looking for something, so I'm going to buy him a couple of minutes of time here. <laughs> uh, just as I'm thinking about this, um, I know even the power of having not an, a, not a formal counseling session, but I've been on the receiving end as a man in uh, ministry, vocational ministry of another individual pulling me aside on a moment or two mm-hmm. and giving me a word of counsel or an encouragement from scripture and admonition. And I know the power of that right. um, in a small sense. So I can only imagine, um, you know, let this be an encouragement to someone that might be listening right now to this episode. And you're thinking, I've been struggling with, you know, fill in the blank. And I'm a little bit ashamed of this, or I don't know who to go to. Well, you have folks here who love you, who want to help you, and that can uh, help you through the word. So please don't be ashamed, and don't don't hesitate to reach out and to come right. talk. You don't have people here that know all the answers. But what you have is, and I know you weren't saying that, what you have here are people that as Whitney was expressing just a moment ago, who want to use the scripture, which is infallible, inerrant, sufficient, authoritative to help you. That That's what you have. And, um, it's and not, then really it's one struggling Christian helping another struggling yeah, Christian. Right. I mean, that's that should take a lot of the anxiety away from it. Um, I, I think there there are more folks that could benefit from it. And there's only so many so many hours in the day, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's a desire to help um, from 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 this side of it. And so, uh, what's stopping you? Please come. You right. Know? And what you described, though, um, Duffy, is an aspect of it that we need to talk about just for a moment, uh, because what we've been talking about the whole episode is a formal counseling ministry. So people make appointment, they come in. You have a set time that you meet, you talk about homework, etc. You talk about the problem. But um, what you were just describing is informal, which is what the people of God ought to do for one another uh, continually. That's so right. counseling takes place all the time with communication with one another in the hallway, um, before Sunday school, you know, in the fellowship hall, around the table, whatever the, the means might be, it is counseling that's taking place. It's the same thing with church discipline. Church discipline takes place all the time. Yep. It's, it's just not the formal um, method that we see given to us in Matthew 18. Yeah, and I would say that those two concepts 
are very connected. Yes. Because they're both dealing with sin in the life of the Christian. And so this counseling opportunity um, it's almost preemptive. Is, it's pre it's preventative, mm-hmm. preemptive. It's noticing in a brother or a sister this pattern mm-hmm. of sin or this uh, tendency, and saying, "Brother, hey, uh, um, lo- I love you. You know the the word of God. Is, uh, I-, I can see that you're battling this. I can see that this is kind of taking over. And so that that's how you can counsel one another and prevent." Um, a, a catastrophe, right? Mm-hmm. We we should want that for ourselves, and we should want that for others. Right. That's, that's those, the beauty of the local church. That's mm-hmm. right. And those informal um, conversations, like you're talking about, within the context of the local church, are proactive, whereas the formal counseling that we've been talking about is reactive. That's right. We're reacting to the problems that... Something's happened because of the sin issue, right? And now we're trying to fix it, or, you know, for lack of a better term, not fix it. You know what I mean by that. Right. We're reacting to whatever the issue is, whether it's anger, depression, despair, addiction, whatever it is. Jared, you were were about to pull something up a minute ago. The floor is yours. I was just thinking about, you know, our, the ministry so far, I think people need to realize that we're all messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They, uh, They come in and realize that that's right. I mean, when you're not perfect, uh, we're not shocked by their sin. Yeah, we're not we have shocked our by their sin. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, hey, um, say, hold on. Say that again. That's that's super important. We're not shocked by your sin because we the have fact our that own. others that <laughs> Christians sin. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That shouldn't surprise us, but sometimes we kind of get high and mighty and think that oh, you actually caved into this sin. I can't believe it. No, absolutely not. Right. Yeah. So when people walk in the sexual on Sunday morning. Uh, you, re- you gotta realize you gotta look past the outer appearance and realize everybody has a, mm. a heart issue going on, and um, and so one thing that's been encouraging is uh, we have to realize that um, you know a lot of times the first session is just we're literally just asking questions, just just talk, and questions after questions after questions, and um, and, and knowing that uh, this is going to be a process. Uh, I was look, trying to look up, finally found I'd have my Bible, so I was trying to. You know, you, you memorize where stuff is in your own Bible. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind. And so as believers, we no longer, you know, walk as, as that old self. And uh, it goes on and, and talks about in verse 20, But this is not the way you learn Christ, assume that you have heard about him and were taught in him the truth that is in Jesus. So put off the old self, which belongs to the former, former manner of life, and corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to mm-hmm. put on the new self, created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and That's holiness. Beautiful. And so yeah. the, the reason we do homework, the reason we memorize scripture, uh, the reason we praise God for the Holy Spirit is because Christ has changed our hearts. We put off these 25 years of doing these <laughs> these sinful ways, and we're having to put on these new biblical manners. And, um, and the way through that is the power of the, the Spirit and uh, through the Word of God, uh, flushing out uh, that, that old manner of life and, uh, and now being renewed in the Spirit. And that just takes time. And, um, mm-hmm. and, um, and so I think because of our culture, when we want it done overnight, well, it's, it's not an overnight deal. And, uh, and guess what? It, it might be something that uh, you deal with for the rest of your life, but praise God for that because it drives us back to Him. Amen. And, um, and so that's <coughs> When just our weaknesses are highlighted for us, as Christians, that gives us 
even more reason to run to the arms of our Savior and our Lord, right? Mm -hmm. When our weakness and our sin is ever before us, we must plead to Him Mm -hmm. because He is our strength. He is our sufficiency. Um, We can't fight our sin by ourselves. That's what the local church is for. That's Mm -hmm. what the Holy Spirit is for. That's what the Word of God is for. We can't just muster up, um, you know, this... Uh, self-sufficiency or I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quit or I'm just gonna stop. That ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us can testify to that. That's, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. Might work for a few weeks. It may work for, <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a brief period of time. Um, but our sin nature it, and our it just sin is so powerful. It's, it, um, it will consume. It yes. will absolutely consume. It'll make us, what do you say sometimes? Sin makes us stupid. Right. It will just make you weird. You know, I say that tongue in cheek, of course, but um, anyone listening knows that um, there's some real truth behind that. So, yeah, and, and what uh, what Jared said is so true in that you haven't fallen into your pattern of sin overnight. You, you've made some choices, and there's been some subtle movement to that, so it it doesn't get fixed overnight. So a lot of times, people have an expectation. You come to a counseling session formally, and you know, you have one hour and you can fix their life and, and well, never feel works all that better. Way. They just want to feel better. They just want to feel better. Which I don't better. blame them. <laughs> right. Everybody wants to feel better. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's not wrong, but, but you have to realize there's work to be involved. That's right. Uh, to feel better. That's right. And so. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Let, let me bounce off of something that you said about um, church, the gathering. So Sunday morning gathering ought to be a foretaste of heaven. Sunday morning gathering ought to be a time when we focus on the Savior, we focus on uh, the Father by the Spirit, and we have just a respite from all the world and all of the sin and temptation and the responsibilities of life. And so we have a little foretaste. This is what it's going to be like. But in the midst of that is this other piece that we were just talking about is that I can come alongside you and you can come alongside me and say, how can I help you? Uh, can I love you enough to tell talk to you about what's going on in your life? And you can love me enough to tell me what's going on in my life. And um, it, it's that's the life of the church. And, and people have a total misconception about what church is it's a duty to be be performed yeah go do it it's religion yeah it's in and it's out Mm -hmm. and we've done it and so now we've got that marked off the list but if we could ever learn what the value of it is where we get this little respite from the week and then also i get the benefit of other believers in my life who can help me that's right yeah, and I think just ever-present reminder that the Christians that you rub shoulders with, that you pass in the hallway on a Sunday or a Wednesday, are battling sin just like you are. They may not be battling the same sin, but they are battling sin. They are likely discouraged over their sin in some form or fashion. They are ashamed in some form or fashion of their sin. And that, whenever we look at one another, whenever we engage one another in conversation— we should be, first of all, acknowledging that and seeking not to fix everyone, but to be um, a shoulder to lean on. Um, Galatians, I think it's six uh, that comes to mind right off the top of my head. 
Um, James also has a, a portion at the, the back end of that epistle that talk about this uh, concept of just confessing sin to one another and, and uh, uh, bearing one another's burdens. And that has a myriad of application. But that concept that our, our, the, the brother or sister in Christ that you worship with on Sundays, that you sing songs with on Sundays, we're all battling sin. Mm. We're all battling sin. There's not a holy one amongst us, right? Mm-hmm. Except our Savior. Right. Uh, so you were referring to Galatians 6. I think, so, yeah. Verses 1 and following. If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a, spiritual of gen- a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he has something, when he has nothing, he deceives himself. But let each of you test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself will, will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each one will have to bear his own load. Yeah. And so it's a powerful um, text there. Yeah, th- that's Galatians six, one through four. But let's shift gears for a minute and talk about it because before we were we went on the air and started recording we we Whitney and I were both like, "Hey, we got some we need to get more people involved in this, mm-hmm. unless Jared's heart as well so well that that'd be a good place to end the episode. Yes. Let's talk about how can okay, so say someone is listening right now uh they've heard they're they're a member here at the church, they've heard this episode, they've been encouraged they uh they have this desire now after listening for half an hour i i, I how do how do I get involved with this? I love what I'm hearing. Jason, Whitney, Jared, how can a church member today or next week, how, how can they get involved with this ministry? Or can they get involved with this ministry? Well, they can pray. Well, let's start there. Mm-hmm. They can pray, obviously. And so they can pray for Jared. They can pray for Whitney. They can pray for myself. They can pray um, for Patrick. But we pray that we would have uh, humility Pray that we would have a reliance upon Scripture and not self. Uh, pray that there would be no no sense in which we would um, try to have all the answers, uh, but we would be relying upon the Spirit to do the work through the Word, as Jared um, mentioned just a moment ago in the episode. Um, I agree. Pray for humility in the counselees, too. I feel like humility is the, the center of it all. True. Um, I, I think like all things, um, to, to get involved is, um, uh, it just, it just takes time and, uh, it takes time to, to, to know the word. And so, you know, I was talking with somebody and I was thinking through cause they, they had come to me, uh, interested about, you know, biblical counseling and, um, and I was just thinking that, you know, uh, I, I think BBI is going to be an incredible role for that because we'll help the biblical knowledge of our people. And, what uh, is BBI? Yeah, our B- Believers Baptist Institute. And um, so uh, uh, biblical counseling is to know the Word of God. So to, to help them uh, with their knowledge of the Word of God is, is a huge thing. Um, I think eventually, uh, you know, the, all the, um, you know, maybe in the future we'll have classes to help them out or we can go with them to uh, the training that we have been to. And, um, of course, there's, there's books to always read. And, um, well, BBI, if I could jump in, BBI could be a training pipeline for mm-hmm. future counselors. Right. We, could use all, we could use that in so many ways. It's an exciting thought, yeah. for sure. And, um, and 
I know what I'm saying right now is not a, a fast a, a fast fix of that, but that's just something to keep in mind um, as you're moving forward and um, that it, it is possible for you to do it. Because really, I mean, the, a lot of times that the first time sent with someone is um, is just asking them questions, you know, hey, wh- wh- where'd you grow up? You know, h- how was your uh, family life? Um, how, um, wh- wh- where did you grow up at? You know, tell me your, um, it, are, you, are you a believer or a non-believer? If you are a believer, you know, tell me, tell me your background on that. Um, what's, uh, how, how's your marriage like or how did that go? How's your, I mean, so you're just asking a ton of questions and, and they're just starting to, to process it and think it through. And, um, and so you never have to say, well, um, well, I would do this. No, I mean, you don't have to talk about, you know, the person counts and talk about yourself. You just ask them a bunch of questions and start to, so that, that is anybody can do that. And, um, conversation. To, to yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'd say that's one thing that, um, if we could, and we kind of already talked about having a almost a church culture where we are all recognizing we're in the same boat battling sin, not coming to put a brave face on or coming for appearances, but coming um, not to justify each other. I think there's also a danger in like, you know, I'm being transparent and we're all, yeah, we're all in the same boat. It's all good. I get it. Um, but I'm saying transparency and vulnerability in the sense of let's call each other to a higher standard of Christ-likeness. So, um, so I think if we could have a church culture where we don't come to put on a good face, we come to say, hey, we're in the same boat. Let's, let's help each other. Let's walk arm in arm and seek what's true. And um, if we can get in that mindset and then we're going to post at some point where we have access to all the sessions that yeah. we listen to. This will be a, a me and Duffy having to work out of, you know, uh, all the sessions that we listened to last year at the ACBC conference, and we have them all, uh, the ones from this year, to be able to post on the website so they can go and listen to. Well, even the ones we didn't get to listen to. Right. I guess the whole conference right. will uh, at some point be available. And if if the church members could train themselves as biblical counselors. Um, Just listening to these conference exactly. sessions will go light years for, exactly. for folks. Just listening to the, how these folks uh, discuss the word and how they apply it. So, yeah, uh, we could even link um, – uh, we can link some of the relevant links online to this episode that we're listening to now or that we're discussing now so that people right below on the show notes here, um, you can look at the ACBC conference uh, sessions from from Podbean or however you're listening on your podcast. And then there's a, um, <clears throat> I'm sure there's tons, but one I listen to is Truth and Love, and it is categorized by topic. So if you are talking with a friend at church and you know a certain there's a certain issue that is the focal point. You can get on Truth and Love and search by topic and listen to counseling. It's a biblical counseling podcast. So you can listen to episodes that give you biblical tips for that particular issue. Great. So that's what I, that's actually how I choose my sessions usually. <laughs> when we go to the conferences, I think of uh, issues I'm currently thinking about and I go to sessions that, you know, hit that mark. So, right. Truth and Love is the ACBC podcast. Oh, cool. So you can actually... I will link that podcast to yes, our episode yes. on that as well, for sure. And that's worth listening to. So there's some practical things. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about posting the sessions. and then Asking questions. I mean, just asking questions, you know, uh, um, as wanting to learn about counseling. And Anyway, sorry. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> oh, and um, I just remembered, we still have all, I believe all of them are up on Sermon Audio. Uh, the all of the sessions that Morris Bean came and taught in the spring uh, of 2023, in the, sp- in the spring of this year, mm-hmm. 
there's about 14, uh-huh. if I'm if memory serves me, a uh-huh. long uh, s- list of those that you can listen to on Sermon Audio right now. So we've we've got a ton of resources. Right. We also have all the notes that go with those 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 yes. uh, uh, sessions that Morse Bean did. We can also think about. I know the staff is meeting on November the twenty first. Uh, we're having a planning meeting for the first six months of twenty twenty four, and so we will be thinking about and talking toward how do we um, help our people become better counselors as related to grief, because we just had a death in uh, in our fa- church family. Uh, it was one of our ladies who's a member. Her husband was not a member, but he passed suddenly, it, and so it's still a grievous thing. So how then do we help her as a church? I mean, it's one thing for me to, uh, you know, I've got a, a book. I sent her a song. I'll write her a letter. I did the ceremony or the rather the service. So that's fine for me to do that, but then... How can we get Whitney involved with her? What can we say? How can we get Lisa, our ministry associate, to, to, to get on involved with her? How can we get the regular congregation to be involved with her as now she's entering into a phase of her life and of widowhood and having to deal with that grief? So and I want our, us to be able to, yeah, to and the deal church, with that. The church is called to, to minister to widows and to right. take care of them, right? And so, right. yeah, that's an ever-present need. I think that's a wonderful thing. So um, I want to have a plan, yeah. you know, to say, okay, so-and-so needs the grief help. So uh, yeah. somebody, would you write a letter? Somebody, would you go take her to lunch? Somebody, would you uh, call her, you know? Mm-hmm. Someone, would you a- encourage her with a, with a, a card? Yeah, just come up with a plan, and that's just one small piece. That grief of being one issue among thousands, mm-hmm. but that would be one way that I could see that our church can immediately be involved in some kind of biblical. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. You have anything to add, both of you? Yeah, no, I was thinking about that question. I know what I said was a it's a long term deal of of learning and and uh, and studying, uh, which I just think naturally has to happen, and I just encourage people to. Uh, if we're going to be a culture of this, we got to be vulnerable with each other, and um, and, th- and that's okay. And um, and so uh, have that in your mind. Have in your mind of 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 wanting to learn, and um, and uh, hopefully that um, y- you see the they hope, they hope to see the culture of this and, and the importance of it, and um, and I hope that that people see that. That's good. Whitney, you have any closing thoughts, and we'll wrap this episode up. I not off the top of my head, if I'm honest. <laughs> I would well, say this. I think that's a good place to, to end. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, well, I was Jason has he's always he got a closing thought. thought. Well, <laughs> Jason, close us out, brother. Well, um, Jared or Whitney would say this too, but um, if you have, uh, if you're listening to this episode, and you have friends, you have family member that you think could benefit. Just give us a call. We have a process. If you're outside of our church family, we have a process in which you can get um, uh, an appointment assigned to you, a counselor assigned to you, and we would be glad to try to come alongside and help. And the information to do that is in two places that I'm aware of. It's first of all on on the pamphlets that we have here at the church. It's also on our website. There's a dedicated page to the Biblical Counseling Ministry on our website, BBC Emory. 
and then you can, uh, there's a tab, I think under the ministries tab, if I'm not mistaken, and you can go to that page. It has all the relevant information, the number to call, some of the fo- some of the smaller information. So we have that all available to you. Please take advantage. Right. It does not have the forms that would be given to you if you come in person. So you, you, you have an interest. You come by the church office. We give you a packet. The forms are not online at this time. And, uh, and you would want to come and speak with Lisa Grady um, about uh, further detail if you come by the church office. So thank you, um, all three of you, for uh, really for kind of sharing your heart, discussing this r- extremely important issue and topic of, of biblical counseling. I think that uh, this episode, uh, for, from my perspective, has been a very beneficial thing to talk through, and I hope that it helps some who are listening. And for the listener, that's it for today's episode. Thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Asking for a Friend podcast. And as we've already said, I know that I can speak for all three of us, or all four of us, that we hope it's been a blessing to you today. Please like or share the podcast uh, with someone else that you think could also benefit from it. Um, This is some particularly relevant information to just real-life stuff so we want to get this out. If you have a friend or a family member that might be interested in listening, please pass this along to them. And lastly, if you have a, a thought that you'd like for us on this podcast to cover, a topic to cover, a question to cover in a future episode, you can go to our website, bbcemory.org. Go to the media tab. And at the bottom of the page is a place where you can submit us a topic or a question. And as usual, until next time, grace and peace be with you all.